now that we are live. Great. Excellent. I'm looking forward to this morning together. Is everybody feeling ready to go? Anything we need to assist with? Excellent. Thank you, Anthony, Joe. I think we're in a good position. And does that, oops, I don't even see John at the moment. Um, oh, there we go again. Thank you. Uh, John is the the door are the doors open right yes yes there's okay so anytime people could be arriving okay thank you i just wanted to verify that and then you should be able to see the participants list if you pop it up yeah i can't do that in chat and so i need to say good morning to the chat good morning shirley (laughs) um and are we starting facebook soon or you'll wait I'm in the middle of getting it going. It takes quite a while to, in computer world, it takes a long time for it to start. Yep, okay, that's fine. Just wanted to verify that that was a piece of what would be happening. Thank you. Happy spring indeed. Well, good morning, all. Please say hello in the chat as you're arriving. Good morning, Adam. Yes, good spring morning indeed. It's great to have you with us. Good morning, Briskin Limehouses. <coughs> Good morning, Shirley. Good to have you with us this morning. The early birds catching the warm crew arriving nicely. Birds chirping, yes. <laughs> good morning, Jeff. Ah, oh, my hellos to Betsy also. <laughs> Hope everyone is enjoying their morning thus far. Good morning, folks. Welcome as you join. Please feel free to say hello in the chat. Remember to set your chat settings to all panelists and attendees if you'd like everyone to know that you are here. Hope everyone's been enjoying this, really feeling like springtime light and temperatures. Oh, that's my bird chiming, I think. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Perry Bider. Good to have you with us this morning. Good morning, Christine. Ah, 
patio setup indeed the, all the harbingers of spring <laughs> outdoor furniture longer walks i don't know about you all but between this the recent switch to daylight savings and now the the light i'm still discombobulated time wise i think it's much earlier in the day and all of a sudden i'm like wow it's really seven o'clock and it's still light <laughs> Good morning, all. Welcome to West this morning. Encourage you to say hello in the chat. It's great to set that setting to all panelists and attendees so you can say hello to all assembled. And happy spring. <clears throat> Excuse me, one moment. <clears throat> Good morning, Susan. We're so delighted to have you with us this morning. Good morning, Bill. It's great to have you here. I'll have to turn off my little bird a little later. We're setting the spring tone. We're delighted. Welcome all who are joining us this morning. Please say hello in the chat. And if you want to share your messages with everyone, please be sure that your chat settings are set for all panelists and attendees. Welcome to our first spring morning together at WES. This is a good time while we're gathering to get a candle if you'd like to participate in the candle lighting later and grab your beverage of choice and settle in. Good morning, Julie. Drizzen, we have a number of Julies in our midst, a bunch of Susans, I think as well. Welcome to Wes online this morning. <clears throat> it's great to have everyone with us. Good morning, Peter, welcome. We're working on the Facebook stream. So if you'll bear with us a moment as folks are gathering, this is a great time to get a candle, to say hello in the chat. If you'd like everyone to see, please set your settings to all panelists and attendees. I see good morning, Fatima. Um, you're welcome and hello went to all panelists. If you'd like to share with everyone, you want to change your chat setting to all panelists and attendees. And again, this is a great time to get a candle for the candle lighting and your beverage of choice and settle. Good sunny, goody sunny Sunday morning indeed, Paul. Welcome. Good morning. Delighted to have everyone here. And we're working on getting our Facebook stream settled so that everyone can join. Good morning, Donna and Vincent. So while we're waiting um, for Facebook to catch up with us, I want to take this moment to introduce something that we are going to be trying this morning for the first time, which is called real-time closed captioning. It's actually, it's real-time closed captioning for the platform service. It's called live transcript in Zoom. And what this is, you'll see that we've switched the slide so you can see a little bit of a visual aid. This 
and you can see it has started. This is a speech to text robot transcription service. So it's automatically transforming our spoken words into written words, um, but it's not human driven, it's AI. So the accuracy is unchecked by human beings. So you'll notice some funny interpretations. And since our tech host has turned it on, the captioning is gonna automatically appear at the bottom of your screen for anyone who's watching Zoom and it'll be streamed, I believe, to Facebook as well. But if you prefer not to see the closed captioning during the program, you can click on the little box that says live transcript, which should be also probably at the bottom of your screen with other control uh, items. And you can show or hide the subtitles. And you also can control a little bit about how you, how you view things. So you can view the full transcript, which is not just the words in real time, but you can scroll back to look at things. And that would be attached sort of on the side of your window probably where you would normally see the chat feature. Um, and, but if you grab it with your mouse, you can drag that window around to another place if you'd like. You also can change the size of your font. And when uh, we've discovered, I think that 18 point font fits best in the space allotted on the screen. Um, but if you need it larger, obviously make it the size that works best for you. Um, and if you wanna be able to move it around, you kind of got a mouse over it and it'll turn into um, a hand and you can drag the window around. And that's, that's it. Uh, yes, Perry, I know it will be um, amusing, but potentially also distracting to be looking for the uh, uh, audio to text errors. Um, it's like crazy spell check, I guess. <laughs> Wildly done. But now that we have settled all that, um, it says uh, we're still having trouble getting Facebook functioning. And um, so I think we're going to go ahead and begin this morning. And um, unfortunately, well, maybe it'll get sorted out a little bit later, but rather than keeping all our good people waiting, I wanna say good morning officially and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Karen Schofield Leka. My pronouns are per and pers, short for person, and I'm today's officiant. Oh, it looks like I'm a cat, pers. Um, today's platform is about accountability and responsibility towards a relational ethic of repair. Our opening words this morning are from the Transforming Heart Collective, suggested by our speaker, Anthony Cruz. We are people of many genders and sexualities. Gender diversity is sacred. We cherish all the other diversities that make each of us who we are, racial and ethnic and financial diversities, the diversity of our beliefs, the different ways we learn and speak and process information and life experience, the diversity of the size, shape, and color of our bodies and of what they are capable are of or however you are at any given time. We welcome you as your whole self to this time and place. Let us gather together we begin today's platform with music from guest musicians, Nurit Hirsch and Ehud Manor. Bashana <laughs> 
so much to the West Chorus for that performance of that charming song. And welcome once again to the Washington Ethical Society. Visitors, we especially welcome you from near and far. We hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, at maceot at ethicalsociety.org. That's M-A-C-E-O-T at ethicalsociety.org. You can also fill out a connection form and Maceo will put that link in the chat. And we hope you'll join us after the platform service for a chance to say hello. Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat or the closed captioning, which we're trying out for the very first time today, this is a good time to minimize that. And you should have controls at the bottom of your screen to do so. Each week, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values in each other's voices. If you are interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose, you can sign up at tiny.cc readsop. This week, our reader is Joe London, a longtime member, chorister, and member and chair, rather, of the Community Relations Committee. Joe, can I ask you please to share our statement of purpose? 
Uh, but you need to be unmuted. One moment, Joe. We need to make sure that you can be heard. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. Thank you. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. We invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where love and justice cross all borders. Thank you so much, Joe. And now if you have a candle at home, I invite you to light it as I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. And it's so nice that we can do that together, even if we don't all get to hear each other each time. Thanks, Joe, and thanks, Karen. I'm Lynn Cox. You can use they, them pronouns for me, and I'm the interim leader here at the Washington Ethical Society. I'm honored to be part of this platform and to support our guest speaker, Anthony Cruz. Today, I'm offering a story to support the theme. This story is from Ibu Patel, author of the book Acts of Faith and founder of the Interfaith Youth Corps. He speaks in his own words in the first person. I am an American Muslim. I believe in pluralism. In the Holy Quran, God tells us, I created you into diverse nations and tribes that you may come to know one another. I believe America is humanity's best opportunity to make God's wish that we come to know one another a reality. In my office hangs Norman Rockwell's illustration, Freedom of Worship. A Muslim holding a Quran with his hand stands near a Catholic woman fingering her rosary. Other figures have their hands folded in prayer and their eyes filled with piety. They stand shoulder to shoulder facing the same direction, comfortable with the presence of one another and yet apart. It's a vivid depiction of a group living in peace with its diversity, yet not exploring it. We live in a world where the forces that seek to divide us are strong. To overcome them, we must do more than simply stand next to one another in silence. I attended high school in the Western suburbs of Chicago. The group I ate lunch with included a Jew, a Mormon, a Hindu, a Catholic, and a Lutheran. We were all devout to a degree, but we almost never talked about religion. Somebody would announce at the table that they couldn't eat a certain kind of food or any food at all for a period of time. We all knew religion hovered behind this, but nobody ever offered an explanation deeper than my mom said and nobody ever asked for one. A few years after we graduated, my Jewish friend from the lunchroom reminded me of an experience we both wish had never happened. A group of thugs in our high school had taken to scrawling anti-Semitic slurs on classroom desks and shouting them in the hallway. I did not confront them. I did not comfort my Jewish friend. 
Instead, I averted my eyes from their bigotry and I avoided my friend because I couldn't stand to face him. My friend told me he feared coming to school in those days and he felt abandoned as he watched his close friends do nothing. Hearing him tell me of his suffering and my complicity is the single most humiliating experience of my life. My friends needed more than my silent presence at the lunch table. I realize now that to believe in pluralism means I need the courage to act on it. Action is what separates a belief from an opinion. Beliefs are imprinted through actions. In the words of the great American poet Gwendolyn Brooks, we are each other's business. We are each other's harvest. We are each other's magnitude and bond. I cannot go back in time and take away the suffering of my Jewish friend, but through action, I can prevent it from happening to others. So ends the story. Thank you for listening. As we consider the bonds of love, friendship, or common humanity that lead us to accountability, let's enter into the centering time of our platform. Thank you, Lynn. Each week, we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of people of Asian descent who have recently been killed and who are subjected to the indignity and fear of racially based violence and discrimination. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. I invite you into a time of meditation. I suggest you turn your focus inward, closing your eyes or softening your gaze and breathe. Let's start by connecting with our bodies. Notice your posture and stretch to release any tension. Then adjust as needed to settle into a position that is supportive and easy from toes to head. Now let's focus on our breath. As you attend to the feeling of breathing in and out. Notice where you have ease in your breath and your body. Notice where you have any remaining tension 
and allow the breath to flow through it and create greater ease. Our morning speaker invites us to meditate on these words from Audre Lorde. Poetry is not luxury. It is a vital necessity of our existence. It forms the quality of the light within which we predicate our hopes and dreams towards survival and change, first made into language, then into idea, then into more tangible action. Poetry is the way we help give name to the nameless so it can be thought. The farthest horizons of our hopes and fears are cobbled by our poems, carved from the rock experiences of our daily lives. And as you continue to breathe in and out, you can return your attention to this time and place. We continue our meditation in silence and the music that follows. Our platform speaker this morning is Anthony Cruz, a free thinker, public theologian, and trans-religious scholar. Originally from 
Caguas, Puerto Rico. He is currently serving as council member at the Latinx Humanist Alliance. Anthony is completing his master's degree in leadership and humanist studies from Meadville Lombard Theological School and also training to be a spiritual director through Still Harbor. Some may remember Anthony from when he served as Wes's summer fellow in 2017 or the Humanist Clergy Collaboratory co-founded here by Amanda Poppy. It's my true delight to welcome Anthony back to Wes and to the spotlight as our platform speaker this morning. Anthony, the floor is yours. Thank you so much, Karen. Good morning, Wes. It's a truly delight to be here once again, sharing this space of community with all of you. Today, my platform is titled Accountability and Responsibility Towards a Relational Ethic of Repair. When I was thinking about the title and where I wanted to center this platform, I was, as many of you, completely unaware about the realities that unfolded in the past week, where we learned about the heinous acts that were perpetrated against Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders here in the United States. It is important for me to center this social transgression because as we heard in the voice of evil, in the quote of Evo Patel, it is action that calls us forth. It is not inaction. It is not well thought, wishful thinking, but it is actually moving in solidarity of those that are experiencing acts of oppression and erasure in our society that we must respond to. Accountability is a process that begins with a recognition that we are each implicated in systems of oppression that profoundly structure our understanding of one another. This is a quote found in the book, Feminist Accountability, written by Anne Rousseau. And this is actually the foundation on which I will be unfolding this platform this morning because before we begin to contemplate the possibilities of how we act in accountability, how we act in responsibility, and if at all possible, develop an ethic of repair, we must begin, first of all, with recognizing who we are, how we act, and how we think within the specific social systems that we have been either invited into or we have been socialized by. It is through the power of relationship between one another that we are then able to begin to see the other person or persons 
in their own accord, in their own understanding, or in other words, by their own self-understanding. As a humanist community, it is important for us to be aware that even though we share humanistic philosophies and we look to elicit the best in each other and we seek to center our humanity, it is most important also to center our lived realities, experiences, and the way that we think, that we act, and how we behave within community and in the world. Audre Lorde also helps us to challenge the notion that we are all the same. She says the following, but we have no patterns for relating across our human differences as equals. As a result, those differences have been misnamed and misused in the service of separation and confusion. Certainly, there are very real differences between us. Race, age, sex, but it is not those differences between us that are separating us. It is rather our refusal to recognize those differences. As humanists, as free thinkers, religious naturalists, or any other identity that we utilize to reflect where we are in our own process of becoming, it is our challenge and our responsibility to always look at how we are relating and how we are centering those differences in order to make sure that in the process of trying to build a community, we are not erasing what makes each of us different. We must conjure relationship now more than ever. We must conjure mutuality and our responsibility to act in ways in which we are liberating each other from the ways in which we have been socialized to only see others and see our society only through our own structures. We are being challenged to create a relational ethic that moves beyond just particular ways of behaving according to the culture which dominates our current society, but a relational ethic that is also impacting the way in which we think, the ways in which we even envision our notions of history. 
I know that when I was growing up, I was taught that history has been divided in three periods, ancient, medieval, and modern histories. And this particular notion or way of seeing the unfolding of history, for example, has been a Euro-centered understanding of how we recognize the beginning of our history. Some even argue that modern society or the modern period did not begin until the Enlightenment era, to some extent erasing centuries of already existing civilizations and society in other parts of the world. And you might ask maybe, why am I centering this notion of history? And it has to do because in my own positionality as an Afro-Boricua, no matter where I am socially or geographically, I always carry my identities and my people with me. And so I would love to center in this moment that tomorrow we are actually celebrating the abolition de la esclavitud, the Emancipation Day in Puerto Rico celebrated March 22nd, where we commemorate the abolition of human enslavement by the Spaniards in, um, in Puerto Rico in March 22nd, 1873. And I not only mentioned this because of my own identity, but also to frame the fact that processes of structures of oppression in this case, for example, processes where we still in Puerto Rico remain a colony of the United States, we must understand that processes of liberation, processes of accountability and responsibility invoke and invite us to become aware of global histories particularly as humanist communities where we seek to create a space, a container that crosses beyond boundaries in order to do this effectively and in a humanizing way. We must look at our membership. We have to look at who we are inviting into our space and how through our relationship can we make sure that we are acting in ways of solidarity. Today, I feature the scholar, visionary, and Afro-Boricua Arturo Schumberg, who was born to a black mother and a father of Puerto Rican and German descent. He moved to New York at the age of 17 and lived among Cuban and Puerto Rican nationalists and intellectuals here where I am located in Manhattan. He experienced 
an act of oppression, an act of erasure from one of his childhood teachers in his fifth grade that said the following words to him. Black people have no histories, no heroes, no great moments. This statement sparked a lifelong mission for Schomburg to reclaim his agency and to articulate possibility, visibility, legibility for a people consigned to social death. In other words, he took it upon himself to create a space where his Latinidad, his Blackness, could be fused, could be embodied and lived out. Furthermore, his work here in one of the libraries in New York, the African American Library in Harlem is just one example of how we challenge systems of oppression, how we work through different acts to dismantle dominating ideologies, discourses, and ways of thinking that do not allow for others to exist and live. It is our responsibility to relate across human difference, potentially as equals. So we must go through different processes of intellectual understanding and connecting it to our emotions, to our sense of humanity in order to make sure that we are not creating separation in our communities, in our families, and in our larger societies. In order to begin a process of repair, we must begin to understand that we are implicated in the different systems that exist within our societies. The systems, the structures that define our social experience do not exist outside a vacuum, but they have been created, formulated, and put into action by human genius. However, it is this genius, it is this creative process that requires for us to continually rethink our own assumptions, to confront our internal biases, prejudices, and ways in which we are not allowing relationality coexist in our spaces. Let us learn from both the beauty, learning opportunities and missteps within our society to be able 
be in solidarity with others, to recognize that we are implicated in the different processes of human flourishing. As we conclude, I am really looking forward to our time together to discuss, to reflect, and to work towards our collective liberation. Thank you so much, Anthony. After some music, we'll have community sharing time when you can write into the chat about what resonated with you today. A framing question might help to spark a memory of a personal experience or your direct observation. It's like a writing prompt and you can use it or not. But our suggested question this morning is, in what manner can you take responsibility for transformative change. As we contemplate, rest, and reflect, let us experience the beauty of the musical response. Yes, that was so fun. Thank you so much to the West Chorus and great to see Tom Bishop as well. What fun and so on point with Anthony's very powerful words this morning. A lot for us to think about, reflect upon. 
This is the time when we can add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform or what resonates in our own lives. You may consider the framing question, in what manner can you take responsibility for transformative change? I invite you to share in the Zoom chat or Facebook comments, and I will try and keep up with the chat stream and read um, some of the comments as they come across. We wanna, we're seeing lots of thank yous and wows about the music this morning for the chorus and for Tom Bishop and for Leah. Um, Perry Bider, I believe, was the pianist behind that, um, and just uh, appreciating Leah, too, in terms of her selection and the uh, way that she pieces both the music and the visuals together. So, yes, so thank you to all folks who were part of that. Thank you, of course, to Anthony. Laura says, Laura T, we have lots of Laura. So Laura T says, I am always amazed at how various cultures with so much air quote history are so easily discarded in acknowledgement of achievements. Well, at the same time, those achievements are stolen or built upon by those who deny, I think it ended off there, but I think we get the idea of what Laura is speaking to about how, you know, we, maybe want to give credit where credit is due and that infrequently happens um, in our Eurocentric view. Um, so delighted to see comments. I think people are really reflecting and, and um, processing a lot of what Anthony had to say. Um, and I encourage you to think about sharing uh, your oh, uh, comments with all panelists and attendees. That lets everybody read along if they're so inclined. Nikki says, uh, take the bundle of generational wrongs and suffering and transform it into a peaceful space of honor and rooted connectedness using creativity and imagination. Wow, Nikki, that is beautiful and very powerful. I'm going to hang on to that thought about how to be transformative and take pain and wrong and turn it into power and connection and honor. Lynn says, I appreciated Anthony's bringing in of Audre Lorde, who reminds us that differences have been misused and we don't have enough practice with honoring and celebrating each other in our differences. Accountability is built in relationship and being in relationship is built on an atmosphere where we can be our whole selves and honor each other's whole selves. Lynn, thank you so much for that, great reminder. Jeff Mehal says, I think the first step is to realize that the obsession with we have with promoting the Eurocentric history is counterproductive. I remember from my days at American U that I had to fulfill a requirement to take at least one non-European history course. In my case, it was the history of the Indian subcontinent before their quote, British invasion, end quote. And so interesting what that tells us about what has been the practice of history, of history making, of history learning, and ways that we might think about transforming that. Laura, another Laura, Laura Steele says, my daughter-in-law is half Puerto Rican. My hope is that she and her mother can honor and acknowledge the colonizing history of that island. I think that's right, Laura, and I would hope that we can all join in that honoring and acknowledgement. 
together, um, appreciating the experiences that those around us have had. And it's particularly powerful when it's people we are close to. Give another moment or so for people to think and reflect. Folks have comments to share. Trang notes, I think transformative change starts with inner reflection that challenges us to acknowledge our privileges and how we can let go of those to connect truly with others. Right, wow, yep. Thanks, Trang. Nancy McGuire notes, I think we can be easily overwhelmed by doing inclusiveness piecemeal in response to news events. It's probably more effective to take an idea of overall inclusiveness, open-mindedness as a general principle. Great, great notion, Nancy, to really be wide open. Another moment, any comments? These have been deep thoughts and reflections shared this morning. Really appreciate that and encourage you to continue to reflect. We'll have a chance later during coffee hour specifically to unpack some of these ideas as well. But just as we share our perspectives, oops, one last here coming in. I see from Peter Bishop, as a humanist philosopher, I have been very interested in the history of the development of humanist thought. I'm becoming more appreciative that the humanism we know has strong American roots. There is no need to disparage the roots of others while we acknowledge a line of thought that has led us to where we are today. All right, so many strands, I think is what Peter is speaking to, many strands. Well, just as we share our perspectives in this community, so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at WES, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion. We appreciate, we appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, half of the offering is dedicated to the Way Home campaign. This is an advocacy campaign to end chronic homelessness in DC. The Way Home campaign brings together organizations who work with unhoused and under-resourced neighbors, economists, faith communities, power building organizations like WIN, the Washington Interfaith Network, and other partners to suggest solutions to chronic homelessness in the to the district council and other government agencies. Supporters of the Way Home believe all people deserve a space, a safe and affordable place to call home. Housing allows people to live with dignity and to thrive. DC has the resources, creativity and ability to end chronic homelessness. And that ending chronic homelessness is a vital step toward ending all homelessness in our community. As we are probably aware, the economic impact of COVID has led to a more precarious housing situation for many. And so now is an important time to address homelessness. There are 2,671 individuals experiencing chronic homelessness in DC, which means they've been homeless repeatedly or for years and struggle with a long-term health condition. These individuals, as well as 432 families need permanent supportive housing 
or they are at risk of experiencing homelessness for another year. On the slide, you'll see the number to give by text for today's collection. That number is 202-335-1885. And you can also make a gift online through the donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org. We will now receive your gifts and the musicians' gifts of music. For all that is our life, we sing our thanks and praise. For all life is a gift which we are called to use to bring the common good and make our own days glad. For needs which others serve, for services we give, for work and its rewards, for hours of rest and love, we come with praise and thanks. For all that is our life. For sorrow we must pay, for failures, pain and loss, for each new thing we learn, for fearful hours that pass, we come with praise and thanks for all that is our life. For all that is our life, we sing our thanks and praise. For all life is a gift which we are called to use to build a common good and make our Thank you, and thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. Interim Music Coordinator, Leah Morris, the West Chorus and Tom Bishop, and guest musicians from the Jerusalem Youth Chorus, directed by Micah Hendler, that we'll hear in a bit. Thank you to Maceo Thomas, our membership coordinator, and to Robin Kravitz for communication support and hosting our coffee hour. Thanks to John and Abby Dakin for our beautiful slides and to tech host, John Leka. And thank you to those who are leading and supporting our work in the week to come. During the stewardship campaign this month, members and friends have opportunities to connect at pledge parties and new date options have been added. So please visit tiny.cc slash party to sign up. Pledge parties will feature time for members to share their favorite West stories. If you are excited to make your financial pledge immediately, you can visit tiny.cc slash my pledge and fill out the form there. As you can, may have seen in your email, the Lay Leadership Development Committee will be reaching out to members for the, your input and your nominations for the Leader Search Committee. Please call them back if they don't reach you when they call. And if you have any questions, please email the group, which includes Shayla Bukum, Adam Briskin-Limehouse, Adam Goldberg, and Josh Blinder at 
lldc at ethicalsociety.org. We have many opportunities for West members and friends to connect virtually during the week, including support meetings and discussion groups. You can find the details for that and all other events on our website calendar at ethicalsociety.org. And at the conclusion of Platform, please join us for our virtual coffee hour. This is the third Sunday of the month, so today's coffee hour features choose your own breakout groups. Once you're in the coffee hour Zoom, you can use the great breakout groups menu to select a group of your choice. And Robin will be there to help you figure it out. The breakout groups today include parents, meant for those who are actively raising children and teens, solo at WES, for those who attend WES unaccompanied by a spouse or other family who are members or otherwise participate, sharing family stories, which is a continuation of a conversation from the Friday open check-in to which new folks are invited as well. There'll be a conversation about the West statement of purpose facilitated by members of the board. You can choose to discuss today's platform. And then there's also a coffee hour group for relaxed social chatting. You can feel free to drift between groups if you prefer. So you do not have to commit to staying in the same group for any length of time. You can just rejoin the main group and be re-reallocated to a different grouping if you choose. So come check out any of the interesting conversations at Coffee Hour today. And to get to the Coffee Hour after closing words, you'll point your browser to tiny.cc slash West Coffee Hour. And finally, thank you for being here with us. And we hope you'll be back next week for our special all AEU platform. That's the American Ethical Union, our denominational collective. The presenter will be Representative Jamie Raskin, well known to many of us as a Maryland representative to the U.S. House. And he'll be speaking on partisanship, fascism, and the common good, defining public ethics after the January 6th insurrection. Please note that the platform will begin at 11 a.m. Eastern time, which is a half hour later than our usual West platform time. You'll receive a notice about that during the week, I'm sure. Before we bring our time together to a close, here's a special video invitation from our interim music coordinator, Leah Morris. Hello, Wes. My name is Leah Morris, and it's my pleasure to be your interim music coordinator. I really appreciate and want to celebrate the many voices and musicians who continue to show up to keep music alive and present at West. And I want to thank each person who pledges and supports the music program at West. And I want to invite you, if you sing, if you play an instrument, if you just love music, to come and hang out with us sometime on a last Wednesday of each month and help become part of the programming and part of the music in a more intimate way. And speaking of invitations, I would love if you have the time on Saturday, April 24th at noon to join us for Earth Song. It's an opportunity to come together and celebrate our planet, to celebrate each other, to make a bit of music together, and to celebrate that which is beautiful in our world and in ourselves. I hope to see you soon.
chorus will all be delighted to have you join with us. Please, please do take that invitation to heart. And now let's enjoy together our closing song of the month, this time recorded by Jerusalem Youth Chorus and Friends, directed by Micah Hendler. This is the Philip Philip song, Home. Let's sing, shall we? Here we go. Shall we? Yeah. This is Maria from my house in the old city. This is home from Beit Halina, Jerusalem. This is Achina Nini. This is Mira Awa. I love you all. Marhaba, I'm Mohammed Awar from Jauqa, and I want to This is Joanna Jones from my home in Hollywood. This is Rami coming to you live from the French show. I'm excited to be connected with everyone across the globe. This is Craig Jessup from my home in Providence, Utah. I try to use my voice as a weapon of mass connection. Hi, I'm Sam Shuri. And I'm PC Brothers. And I'm so happy that this song, Home, that I got to record with the JYC is bringing so many people together at this time. Hi, it's Alice. Hello from my home in Wahhabia. <laughs>
favorite choir. You are a light of hope. And this is a moment where the world is reevaluating what home you can and what kind of responsibility you have. The more love, the better for all of us. We all are one in this world. Just the way it is. Stay safe, everyone. Hey. hey! Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed our video and feel a little more connected to what brings us all together, even when we're apart. If you haven't heard, we just launched our Patreon. Patreon is a way that let us stay connected online. This video is going to be the very first of many cool ways to collaborate with us and be part of our creative journey. Future projects are going to happen exclusively on Patreon, so if you want to be a part of it all, check it out in the link below. Welcome, Welcome to the JYC family. Well, wow. <laughs> Just amazing, all the people and the instruments and the animals and the settings, all home, each in its own way. And beloved community, as someone commented in the chat, indeed. And now I invite you to join me in our, our closing words for the month. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment growing in dedication to our values, for our hearts, and for our quest for a better world. Again, please join us for virtual coffee hour. You can see the link on the slide. We're in the chat, <clears throat> excuse me, tiny.cc slash west coffee hour. And if you are new to our community, please send an email to our membership coordinator, Maceo Thomas, and introduce yourself. That's macyot at ethicalsociety.org or tiny.cc slash westconnects. Um, there are lots of options, again, for joining groups of your choice during the coffee hour this morning. When you pop over to the coffee hour, you'll see those choices again. And Robin is there already to welcome you and help you navigate that. Again, we're delighted to have everyone with us today in this first Sunday of spring here in the uh, Northern Hemisphere. And uh, welcome again to the returning light and warmth and our deep appreciation to Anthony for his very inspiring words and his call for us to take action for transformative change. Hope everyone will hop over to the coffee hour. We wish you the best for the week ahead. Look forward to seeing you again next Sunday. Remember, 11 o'clock next week with building in again with all of our uh, other ethical society friends, the all AEU platform at 11 a.m. Eastern time next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody. Uh, this platform window will close very shortly. So we encourage you to go over to the coffee hour. Again, that's tiny.cc slash West coffee hour. And...